0: This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Professor Susan Hurley, who's uh, um, on my list here. It says epidemiologist, health economist, statistician, pharmacist and author. Heavens above, Susan.
1: I've been busy. I've had a busy life.
0: You have? (sighs) And how did that happen? You started off as, well, you you trained as an epidemiologist.
1: I started off as a pharmacist.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Uh, And then you moved, then you went and did um, medical degree
1: epidemiology and health economics. I did a PhD. So I was working in a hospital and uh, became interested in how a drug for acute asthma was dosed. I felt that it wasn't being dosed appropriately. A particular drug? A particular drug. Uh, so this is something that patients got by intravenous infusion when they were, had very severe asthma. So I designed a clinical trial to test a different way of dosing them, to individualise the dose, which involved taking blood samples and doing some fancy maths.
0: Were you working with the drug company on that?
1: No. Right. The drug had been used for many years. How did they feel about that? The drug was a generic, so... Oh, I see, right. Yes. Yeah, right. And what I found was that my method improved the blood levels and the outcome for patients. They got better quickly, more quickly. They didn't have as much toxicity, but it, it identified how difficult it was to dose that drug, and eventually that drug went out of use. It's no longer used, and so that was wasn't the way I thought it would turn out. Uh, but do you it, think it's
0: the right uh, result for that?
1: Yes, I think that the drug was it bad? for pati- patients who are that sick, their metabolism is so variable; it's impossible to get the dose right. Hmm. But I expected that I was going to get it right through pharmacokinetics. But
0: So did you stop being a, a pharmacist?
1: So I eventually stopped being a pharmacist. That trial gave me a taste for research. So I went on and did a PhD in epidemiology and health economics. And then I got a fellowship to go to the US and do a master's degree in biostatistics. And all that training gave me the ability to do cost-effectiveness analyses which is what I've spent most of my professional life doing. So that relates has related to medicines and public health programs.
0: Who for? Who have you done that work for? I've
1: done that for pharmaceutical companies, uh, for the government, and for not-for-profits like the Cancer Council, the Red Cross. So
0: what's your view of the state of the health system uh, in this country? Do you have one? <laughs> is that a... <laughs> Whacker. That's a big question there, but it's a um, big question. Um, I, I just I, wanted to cover I just want to finish talking about uh, health issues before we get on to the most recent career you've embarked upon.
1: Yes, I think uh, we've done a lot of things right. I think the pharmaceutical benefits scheme is a wonderful uh, system. I think uh, requiring. General practitioners to give referrals to specialists is a good idea. That doesn't happen in the US, for example, as you probably know. Um, So I think we've done a lot of things right. I don't think everything's right. I think the way we look after elderly people is terrible. Mm. Mm. What do you think?
0: Uh, Well, I think think there's a lot lot going for our system in Australia. I think Mm. you're right. It's a a good system. Mm. Um, But, of course, there are problems with it. Um, and I think the private health system seems to be in a strife.
1: In terms of making money? Well, yeah. Mm. Mean, there's
0: um, talk of a death spiral for it, which I don't think would be a good uh, good thing. No. Um, but anyway, let's talk about your recent uh, excursion into mm. being an author because you've written a, um, a novel.
1: Written a novel. It's called Eight Lives. Uh, it's a medical thriller, so a... Um, a brilliant medical researcher who's invented a potential blockbuster drug, dies, and the questions that the book seeks to answer are, how did he die, why did he die, and who will take the blame? So it's a thriller. <laughs> That's how it's marketed. it, it says <laughs> on
0: the front of the cover, it's a fast-paced thriller. <laughs> <laughs> well...
1: I hope it is.
0: (laughs) How's it selling? Is it going well?
1: It's going pretty well, yeah. Yeah. It's had terrific reviews. I've Um, read the reviews. Yeah.
0: They're they're good reviews.
1: Yeah. And it's been uh, optioned for the screen, which is very exciting. Oh, right. Mm. So one day you might see it on TV. That'll be great. Mm. Who by? By a company called Carver. Oh, yeah. uh, Who did Snowtown and Sunshine, various other movies.
0: I suppose the uh, the main question about somebody who's written a novel is: Have you started another one? Because that tells you whether it was a good experience or not.
1: (laughs) I have started another one. I'm doing the research for another one, Uh, and again, it's going to have a science aspect. It's going to be set in partly set in the science world. This time about synthetic genomics, whereas Eight Lives uh, is kind of about a class of drugs called monoclonal antibodies which have been fantastic in many ways, but uh, there was a disastrous clinical trial of one, which was the seed of this novel. A trial in London in 2006 where the six men who, the six healthy men who were given the drug uh, all had the same dramatic, uh, severe reaction and ended up in intensive care on life support. Right. Oh, mm. well, that was a bust then. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was te- it was terrible. Yeah. Um, it was a tragedy for them. Did they survive? They survived. Uh, one, but they spent months in hospital, and one of them lost fingers and toes due to gangrene because his system had shut down, uh, and there were concerns that. Their immune systems might be compromised lifelong.
0: Was that a double-blind trial? I mean, were they the, the so they were just the unlucky ones who actually got the
1: thing? They were the six were the unlucky ones who got the the drug. Uh, there were two men who got a placebo. So this was the first trial. So it had been studied in animals, but not in people before.
0: That doesn't happen very often, does it?
1: Fortunately, no. But it does happen uh, over the years. Really dramatic things like that happen about every three or four years. Uh, There were lots of changes made to how trials are run after that London trial. But very sadly, there was a similar and worse uh, clinical trial in France in 2016, where one man died and I think it was four others ended up with irreversible brain damage. Hmm. So the message is that when you try a drug, on people for the first time it's a step into the unknown and that made it a very good uh, topic for a novel because it's the most dramatic point in the drug development pathway in a medical researcher's life and uh, unlike in other businesses when things go wrong people lose money here they Lives are affected.
0: Yeah, we don't often think about it. Right? I don't. You know, you talk to biotechs about their clinical trials and mm. all that stuff, and uh, you don't actually often think about the fact that it is such a step into the unknown, and mm. um, it could turn out disastrously.
1: Yes, it could. <laughs> so, what's the
0: what's the similar kind of um, spark for the new novel in um, in uh, synthetic genomics? Is there is there one?
1: The similar spark is that synthetic genomics can be. Fantastic, but it can also be used for nefarious purposes. You probably should
0: tell us what synthetic (laughs) genomics is. So synthetic
1: genomics is uh, when the genome is, so your DNA is altered in the laboratory, putting it simply. So, um, for example, there's been babies in China who've been created by altering the doctors and scientists making alterations to their DNA. Right. Um, in medical research, uh, the genes for viruses, for example, can be altered. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless, theoretically. Right. <laughs> yes, that's right. But so, so, <laughs> so it can be altered, done for good or done for bad. So that, again, makes it interesting as a subject for a novel.
0: But also is um, what's happening in real life, that's not? right, yeah. It is.
1: So, the, as I said, the spark for this novel was a trial in London, but also there have been other disasters in the medical world, um, uh, scandals. Um, a young man died in the US when he was uh, in a trial of a gene therapy, uh, and subsequently it came out that there was lots of testimony in court that... Uh, he wasn't actually eligible, uh, he was given a dose that was too high, animals had died and that wasn't revealed to him and the principal investigator stood to gain many millions of dollars and again that wasn't clear to him and his family.
0: Hmm. You mentioned before that you were doing the research for your new novel, mm-hmm. is the research that you do for fiction much the same as other research you do? I mean is it, is it the same sort of thing?
1: It has some similarities but also differences. So, working in cost effectiveness analysis, I covered a whole range of topics. So, I worked on HIV AIDS, for example, needle exchange programs. I worked uh, in medicines, for example, nicotine patches. And so, I'm used to going into a new therapeutic area and talking to the experts, reading the papers. And that's what I did in for my novel, Eight Lives, uh, in the area of immunology. Um, so that, that was similar, but the difference is that I was asking people about what could go wrong. What's, what are the conflicts? What are the controversies? What do you most fear in your world? That's what I was looking out for.
0: I would Which... have thought that's what you'd ask in the other <laughs> research as well. What could go wrong?
1: Well, it's it is different. So, in um, something like a medicine, you're looking at the side effects, uh, and you're looking at the the benefits and the risks downstream. But I guess those questions are phrased differently yes. and analysed differently, of course. Mm. Yeah. And
0: uh, you're in a different position as a as a university or or a business researcher, aren't you?
1: You are, and uh, there's all those sort of analyses are, if you submit them to the government, they're all audited. Um, a novel isn't audited, but uh, I, the, the science in it is authentic and true. So all the things that happen in the novel, um, something like that has happened in real life.
0: Well, Susan, I wish you all the, all the best in your new career as a novelist <laughs> and, uh, and also your old career as a statistician and uh uh, epidemiologist and pharmacist.
1: Thanks very much, economist. Alan.
0: It's been great talking to you. Thank you. I've been talking to Professor Susan Hurley, who is now a novelist, but formerly and is still an epidemiologist and pharmacist and statistician.